Welcome to the College Football Bros. All glory to the Hypnodode. And now, here are your hosts, Michael, Ryan, and Trey Newman. Welcome to the College Football Bros. I'm Michael Newman. I'm Ryan Newman. And I'm Trey Newman. Happy New Year to all of the fourth bros and I know Feliz three of us. I'm sorry? Feliz Año. Oh, por supuesto. Yeah, uh, claro. I'm, I'm, I know we all had great New Year's Eves, of course, watching these two incredible wow. playoff games. I'm sure yeah. you all were watching them as well. Let's, uh, let's give our thoughts on those. So TCU, Michigan in the Fiesta Bowl. TCU won 51 to 45. Incredible game. What'd you see there, Ryan? Yeah, this was just wow. I mean, we've been, the the playoff uh, era has been such a dud for these semifinal games, you know, like they all suck. But finally, finally, we had some good, a good year. You know, heading into this game, last week's podcast for us, we talked about it, you know, uh, what's the one thing that would worry you the most heading into the game? And if you're a Michigan fan or a, or a TCU fan. And if, if, and I said, if you're Michigan, it's just turnovers. Cause you know, heading in, I feel like, you know, if I'm a Michigan fan, we're the better team, but that's the one thing that could cost us the game. And they each actually had three turnovers in this game. So it was technically even, but I think anybody with two eyes watching that game could clearly see that Michigan's turnovers were just hugely impactful. Of course, two, two of them were, were pick sixes. So that's about as impactful as they get. Um, you know, so that that's super hard. I mean, if you if you throw a pick six, it's hard to win. If you throw two pick sixes, like I, I I tried to look up the stats, I could not find it. But like two pick sixes, you just I'm sure you win like two percent of the time, maybe one. Like it's just you're not yeah. going to win in that scenario. They almost did, but no, no. So and then to add to those, I mean, of course you had Michigan turned the ball over twice. Well, one was turnover on downs, another was a fumble, but at the goal line. So a couple goal line turnovers, pick sixes. I, there's just no way you can win that game, and they almost did. So to me, it's just a, a fruition of exactly what I was scared of. If you're Michigan, like we're the better team, but if you know bad things happen to us like that, then we could lose, and that happened. By the way, is the Philly special dead? Is, is it has are we, to be. do we have to retire it now? The last I just remember the last two. It seemed like it worked every single time for a while yeah. there, and then. I can remember two times seeing it this year. Well, I'm sure there were more, but I remember USC ran it. Can't remember which game. I think it was against Notre Dame or anyway. And and Caleb got laid out, or Caleb basically yeah, had an offensive pass interfere to prevent a, an interception. That's right. And then in in this game, of course, yeah, it they have to did not work they have out to teach Michigan. the they have to teach the receiver or running back to like throw it away though. If you don't like, yeah, yeah, because that that was big because they he lost like eight yards. They would have at least had the ball at their own. That, one or that's two funny you say that because there's there's one guy that actually I remember did do that. Like it was a throw, you know, one of those scenarios where running back had it and he, you know it was Rex Burkhead. <laughs> he oh, yeah. had a he threw he had it away. It toss and he he's like nah, there's not here and he just threw it away. It's like good job, but Rex. This game was like if you told me that Michigan scored forty five points, I probably would have made a large wager that they oh. would have won, and then. After the first play of the game, Donovan Edwards rips off right up the gut 50 yards. Like, I probably would have bet even more. Like, it was just, but I just, the first three, you kind of alluded to the the turnovers, Ryan. So in the first three goal-to-go possessions for Michigan, it resulted in three points. They had that Philly special, 
the the botched handoff, Brutal. and then a, they got a field goal. That botched handoff, by the way, bad play, of course, but the reversed call was yeah. really bad, in my opinion. Like, yeah, I understand that his butt was down initially, but he clearly did not have the ball his controlled. Butt too, his butt was too big. He didn't know? have <laughs> the ball controlled until he got in the end zone, but they still should have no scored. Still there's, scored. There's no way it was, there was irrefutable evidence to overturn it. Right? Like, no yeah. If you had called it, if you had called it not right. a touchdown, then you might not have been able to overturn it that way. But yeah, Why do I, we have replay if they do that? Like, it's I don't understand. To, I don't get it, it. Why can't we, yeah, why can't we, I know it, it is just, weird. It has when to be everyone on TV obvious. watching could see yeah. But if for there's like reason, the replay a ten percent of people or anybody that says it argues, it's, it's it's not supposed to be overturned. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, so that was you know, and who knows if they would have won anyways? That was just another play in the game, but yeah. obviously big though. But but the third quarter was crazy, forty four points. I think there was like a, a string of seven possessions, I think, that were a minute or less, and almost all of them were touchdowns. Like it was yeah, crazy. There were, yeah. there were eight touchdowns in just over eight minutes of gameplay end of the third quarter beginning of the fourth that was that was that was incredibly fun. exciting yeah. it was exciting because and and every time you thought you kind of there was a couple different times where you thought michigan was just dead like game over then they just like they kind of would mount a comeback um but then on the other side max duggan he kept the pedal down and and just kept beating michigan's blitzes like michigan would sell out on like a third down they threw that like that 76 yard kind of out to to quentin johnston um, so that was a, a big factor in this game, but very entertain, entertaining to watch. Yeah, it was a great game. I was surprised at how well TCU did in the run game on both sides of the ball. Uh, on offense, DiMercato and Kendra Miller averaged over eight yards per carry combined. And then they held Michigan to negative EPA on on rushing plays. And they had 13 tackles for loss. So Michigan's Joe Award, Joe Moore Award winning O-line. Dude, how did TCU do that? Because they lost arguably their you know, one of their best pass rushers, O'Shawn Mathis before the season. Like it's crazy what a new staff and just a yeah. new system can do. Cause I mean, they they were not good last year on defense. They were really bad. Yeah. I, they just, I, they must've just quit last year. Cause obviously they had some of the personnel yeah. and um, I think they just, yeah, Gary Patterson wasn't, wasn't working anymore, but Joe Gillespie has come in defensive coordinator from Tulsa and done a, great job he's good at tulsa so yeah Yeah, he was um and then how about the end of this game though michigan i mean the game was pretty much over michigan's last chance and uh mccarthy kind of i I forget exactly what happened he just Uh, dumped it off oh no might have he snapped it early and mccarthy wasn't looking yeah that's right the last play yeah 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 yeah. Yeah, he wasn't ready and the ball just kind of scooted around and yeah they they anyway, it looked like a clear targeting. <laughs> yeah, the TCU defender. I mean, he it was he hit him with the crown of the helmet. Like, that's yeah, like he did. It's so. like one of those. It was one. Of, it's one of the like they probably they didn't deserve the call, but it right, was yeah. a, it was the call. Like I don't know. It's one of those yeah. at the end of a game in basketball where it's like if it's if it's anywhere else in the game, it's it's a foul. But if it's the final minute, it isn't a foul. Like you know, you just it's right. Just not going to call. It's weird things. to do that. It's weird to because especially on review it's not like you're just in gameplay just kind of letting something go right. it's like they if they reviewed it they're looking at the replay yeah, and, yeah it was odd but e- even if they would have called that targeting michigan still would have you know it, it was still not looking great for them but right um would have a shot would have had a shot so anyway there you have it and let's uh get to the other game ohio state georgia in the peach bowl 
Georgia won 42-41. to 41. What were your thoughts on that one, Trey? This one, this was great. I mean, it was one of those games where I know it was great because I didn't have a dog in the fight, but I could like feel my heart beating Did you? in the, Did in you, the late going. Did you, Trey? Did you? Dog in the fight? Ah, uh, no. But no, I, I really, I really just a, didn't That's just care. a Georgia Bulldog talk, comment, talk, Ryan? Well, or? but he talks about Georgia because he went to the game there in oh, Athens. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you, no, I, you, I, you always bring that up, that Trey <laughs> went to a game in Athens. Like, why did... <laughs> So he's a lifelong yeah, I, Georgia fan now, like yeah, I, <laughs> pretty I much. Am. Pretty no, much, I that's am. how it I goes. No, believe I am. I, I didn't. I've never liked Nebraska ever. I'm a, I'm a Georgia fan. <laughs> yeah. No, I I really didn't care who won this game. I was I was rooting for a close game, and and that's what it came out to be. And because like the Buckeyes, man, they came out on fire. Their offense was just kind of they were their offense. Their good offense was beating Georgia's good defense. Stroud and Harrison, they did pretty much whatever they wanted, especially in that first half. Um, but there there were. There were a ton of crucial plays in this game, but three really stood out to me. First was, these are all kind of late in the game, Brock Bowers managed to somehow stay up and inbounds on that fourth and six to convert where they were down 14. I know what you're going to say, Michael. <laughs> I'm, I'm holding up my finger. Okay, what am I going to say? Okay, so so they called him short Yeah. first, and then they, they come back from commercial and they reviewed it, and they said he was, they, that he got it. And I, I see why they said he got it. Are you saying that, are you thinking what I'm thinking where the ball was? Well, I'm just saying we never, at least on TV, we never saw an angle where you could at all definitively say that he got that first down. Because, right, it's where the ball crosses over That's the white. That's what I always thought. On out of bounds, right? You don't get, if you're like, reached. It's not infinity. Right, exactly. Um, I'm pretty yeah, sure that's it the was, case. I, I, I didn't, like, Google that, but I've just. Right. It was, it was, it was yeah. very close. It was very close, but either it, way, it was an amazing play for Bowers to somehow stay in and, and yeah. inbounds. It and was maybe crazy. they had an angle that we didn't see on TV. Yeah. But so that, that was a big conversion because they were down 14 fourth quarter. They get it. Um, then maybe the big, best timeout in the history of timeouts, you know, Ohio state ran the fake punt, but Kirby sniffed it out, calls timeout. He said the coaches in the booth saw it game was over if they don't call that timeout. Um, because then, the first play after Ohio State ended up punting, they get a wide open 75 yard touchdown pass. Georgia, boom, right back in it uh, within one score. So I'll kind of let you guys talk about the very end, but it was just such a fun one to watch. Yeah, no, I thought you pointed out the key plays. If that if that Brock Bowers review doesn't happen, then I f- I feel like Ohio State might have won this game. And if if uh, Ohio State got off that that fake punt, then you know there's a decent chance they they would have won. Um, and it just yeah, it seemed like Ohio State had this when they were up 38-24, a few minutes into the fourth quarter. C.J. Stroud having the game of his life, finally using his legs, which he hasn't done much yeah. in his career. That took Georgia by surprise, it seemed like. Um, but another crucial play was the uh, was Ohio State. Um, it was end of the third quarter, and 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 Marvin Harris, Marvin Harrison Jr. got knocked out of the game oh, on the when yeah. CJ Stroud just kind of threw it up. Looked like he was just throwing it away out of the back of the end <laughs> that was zone. Amazing. And live, Trey, we talked about this. I thought Marvin Harrison caught it. Live. I did too. Like yeah. I didn't I I didn't see the ball, you know, he obviously didn't even come close to catching it, but uh but I, I live I thought he did. And then of course you saw the replay and it was a very violent hit. So it just kind of looks like targeting, but then you think about the elements of targeting and I think they made the right call. It wasn't. It wasn't. Wasn't there. But um, but that was big just to to knock. Uh, you know, of course that's not your goal. But to the fact that Marvin Harrison Jr. wasn't in the game, I think that affected yeah. Ohio State's offense in that fourth quarter. Um, and 
last thing I have here is just, I guess, credit to, to Stetson Bennett. Didn't have the greatest start in the game. Had a really bad pick that ultimately led to an Ohio State touchdown. But he bounced back. Had a great great game. Led the, the game-winning drive. And yeah, I le- left. He, say, he even said afterwards, you know, I was afraid I left too much time on the clock. And, yeah, you And Ohio it. State had the... Well, because C.J. Stroud has a big run to get into Georgia territory. And then... They just they they ran they ran the ball there. They had only one time. Yeah, out they left, got conservative. Which I mean, I don't know. Maybe they thought they could they could catch him for an eight yard gain there. You know, catch him, and they have a yeah. timeout so they can call it. That's and they what did Dave pass said. It. They did pass it a couple times after that, so it's not like he just went into a yeah. shell. But yep. um, didn't work out. Had to kick a fifty yarder and not even close. <laughs> yeah, that's to me was the the difference is that Ohio State just could not run the ball effectively when they needed to they only ran for 85 yards outside of cj stroud and they had a, a possession kind of late in the fourth quarter where it was second and five for ohio state at the georgia 18 then they were up three so a touchdown and the game's over yeah essentially yeah. you know second and five at their 18 they're moving the ball like nobody's business and they cj stroud gets sacked and it ends up they get a field goal instead of a touchdown so they only go up six that was a huge, 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 huge sack to just kind of change the course of the game because Ohio State at that point wasn't being stopped. So, uh, And then there was another drive earlier that where Ohio State, I just felt like if they could just get a – they didn't have to have a great running rushing attack, but if they could have just had a little, just a little bit better, um, they would have won this game. But it was so much fun to watch, though. I mean, Georgia just, wow, held on for dirtball. I barely had enough time to come back, but I didn't know if they had it in them. It was it was looking dicey there. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think even Stetson Bennett admitted after the game, like you know, if you would have talked to him early in the fourth quarter, it didn't seem like they were going to win. But yeah, they no. got it done. And so now, yeah, Georgia versus TCU. We we talk in, in the YouTube episode that we we um, have coming out this this weekend. Uh, we preview the game and talk about how crazy it is that TCU is there. That's that's obvious. That's that just how how wild yeah. that is. You could have got them for I think a thousand to one at at some sports books before the year to to win the national title. And but, but I think I don't think we talk enough about Georgia because after the the first game of the season against Oregon and they just murdered them, then we all kind of immediately adjusted them upwards and just sort of yeah. like oh yeah they're number one, number two, whatever they are, they're right there. But we forget that before the year, all we were talking about was how much they lost on defense. Yeah. Just an insane amount that like, yeah, of course, they're Georgia. They're recruiting number one, number two classes. So they'll be very good. But I, I think before the year, they would have been a decent size underdog against Alabama and Ohio State. And obviously, it didn't didn't work out that way. No. Yeah. It, 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 we definitely thought that they'd come back down to, to earth here. And it's funny that they're undefeated because last year they weren't. You know, they lost in the SEC yeah. title game. So, you know, they could actually go a 15-0 and 0 national title. And it seemed that they had a better team last year. Yeah, last year's team would be favored over over this right. year's team. Yeah, but but this is the team that might go undefeated. They might. Crazy. Yeah. All right, Kirby Smart, pretty good, apparently. Not so, bad. I mean, not getting enough credit. Like, if he if he wins, I mean, he's he's the best active head coach, I guess. I mean, two in a row. I know I mean, it's just I, a little recency bias with Saban. Yeah, a little recency bias, but uh, yeah. Hey, two in a row. You like, can make the argument. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Other bowl games that uh, stood out over the last week, I unfortunately have to bring up the, the Cotton Bowl. Oh, no. Yeah, I was 
Ryan, you're on mute, I think, or I don't know. Yeah, sorry, I was. Okay. Uh, hit the button there, but you chose to bring this up. You, you, it was your call. Well, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to run from it, Ryan. I mean, I, I, yeah, <laughs> I could have just not yeah, put it in yeah. the outline, just totally <laughs> not talked about it. That'd be really funny if it. every big game that USC has that they lose, we just don't talk <laughs> about don't it. Cover it. Cover <laughs> it. Uh, well, anyway, Tulane had crazy comeback to beat USC. Um, they had a, I think it was a 99.8% chance uh, to win. USC did, according to ESPN's win probability and with uh, around four minutes left. But somehow, when they, so USC went up 15. They kicked a field goal to go up 15 with four minutes left. And he, I thought in my head, okay, well, basically at worst, we're going to overtime. And that's yeah, at right. worst. Even that is unlikely. We're probably just going to win. But uh, no, somehow they gave up two touchdowns and a safety in the final four minutes. Uh, safety. The man. kickoff was the play. Yeah, that was uh. it. Because so, all right. So here, I'll, we'll just we'll just go through it. So USC kicks field goal, go up fifteen. I'm literally saying to to Sarah as we're watching the game. All right, just I I, I know USC's defense is terrible. We're probably going to give up a touchdown here, but just keep everything in front of you. Just just have it take some time at least. At least have them take yeah. two or three minutes to score a touchdown. No first play yeah. like an 80 yard pass and then yeah. Yeah. second play touchdown I was like all right that wasn't great and then the ensuing kickoff uh, we, mario williams decides to fair catch it which was smart but then he drops it and it goes out of bounds at the one yard line what are the what are the chances i know oh and then two God. plays later safety and then at that point you're like oh crap because <laughs> now we're only up six and we've got to punt it or we've got to kick it off and uh, and to Tulane though they had to convert two fourth downs, including I think a fourth and ten. Uh, and if they and they they had that the pass in the flat with like twelve seconds left, yeah, with no timeouts. If that guy catches I wish it, he caught it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, at best they get one. Oh, right. last, one play, one That's second it. play, one last one play. play. Might have been over. Yeah. So so many things had to go right. And it's, you kind of want. It's so hard. You want to like let him catch in that scenario and just tackle him right after. You know, like yeah. I mean, he was open. We we did our job there. It's <laughs> he, true. He, but, he, yeah, got he, it. he just dropped it. He just dropped Fair it. Fair enough. Yeah. But uh, and then the, the it's also tough just the the way that Tulane scored because the yeah. referee confidently came in and called it incomplete. He I'm did. like, okay, yeah, all right, good. We we avoided another play. And then you're just watching the replay, and as the replay is happening, you're just like, yeah. please touch the ground, please touch the ground, yeah. and it didn't. You're it like, well, touch the ground. crap. <laughs> we lose. We, we know lose. the way this review is going. But uh, but anyway, I mean. Whatever. Hey, at, least as it wasn't, US... at least it wasn't a playoff game for you. Like, yeah, you know, like in it, the in the long term things, it does it doesn't really yeah. matter that much. But for Tulane, yeah. like this is incredible for them. Incredible season. Super Bowl. They yeah. capped the biggest uh, turnaround in yes. FBS history, going from two and ten to I think where they go twelve and two. So yeah. that's pretty crazy. And uh, you know, USC, we 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 got a we got a little defensive problem. I think. Yeah, you do. Trey, that's okay. What game do you want? Uh, any other games, Mike? Or are you? I feel like I talked enough there. Uh, all right. Time. Well, I, my thing was like I just I was I kind of went into the bowl season kind of maybe a little pessimistic, but I, I think especially the last like week, it's been a pretty dang entertaining. There's a bowl lot of season. close like, games since we were last on. Like Kansas had that incredible comeback, but lost in triple overtime to Arkansas. Florida State won a thriller against Oklahoma, and you can kind of already feel the the Florida State hype train for next year. Um, Bo Nix had like that fourth down touchdown in the final seconds to win the Holiday Bowl. 
Notre Dame, South Carolina was back and forth. Um, the Irish won that late. But I did want to kind of say, oh, and, and Steve Sarkeesian accosted a guy. Uh, that wasn't <laughs> what good. What the heck? Like, what? <laughs> that, was, that was just what? so... Dude, what that just tells do? me all I need to know about Sark, man. Like, you are just not a kind person. Like, there, no there, kind it, person it would do that. It is tough to, like, I know judging someone based on one little yeah, interaction yeah, like that is rough, but that's just one of those where it's just like, come on, it man, was over chill, the top. chill. Like, you're yeah, just, you can you kind of, are... like, yell, but not the way he did, so. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I did want to... <laughs> wow. It was weird, but was I did want to bring up the the Orange Bowl. The Vols, they won their 11th game. They beat Clemson. Um, Joe Milton was the MVP. What was crazy about this game is Clemson got into Tennessee territory nine of the first ten drives, and they only scored two field goals. So they just they crazy. just could not capitalize. Yeah, but but good for the balls, man. What a year for Heupel. Absolutely. Uh, is Milton have another year? Yeah, yeah. he's back. Right. Okay. Uh, you know, you never know these days. Tristan Tristan Jebbia has another year. Do you believe that he's yeah, Oregon he's, State? He's, it's going into his seventh season next year. So that's pretty nuts. I saw there was some guy that's getting granted like a ninth year or something. It was, <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. of like injuries and COVID and red shirts. Do you remember what crazy. team, Trey? Uh, no, but I, look I, it I up do while know. I, All right, I'll look it I, up. I did not hear about that. I thought seven was rather crazy, but nine. Oof. Oregon uh, tight end. Cam McCormick, <laughs> wow. ninth oh, yeah. year of eligibility. That, he's undecided about know, whether a, he's gonna what he's gonna re- return though. Well, that's a lot of college. How many degrees does this guy have? He should Ninth be a professor year. by now. <laughs> yeah, what the heck, man? That's tough. What? How can you be granted that many injury years though? It's just supposed I, to be no one idea. injury year. You're supposed oh, yeah. to, so you got a seventh year. I guess I can understand, right? Because you so like Jebia. An injury year, a red shirt year, and the COVID year, and then four other years. But like two, you're not supposed. To, I don't. know. I guess you can have three injury. Whatever. There's there's no rules anymore. I know there isn't. All right. Uh, a Rose Bowl game. Uh, I always got to touch on the Rose Bowl. Uh, Penn State beat Utah, thirty-five to twenty-one. Um, this game was tied at half. Um, but uh, but Utah quarterback Cam Rising got hurt about midway through this game. Um, but I actually don't really feel like that kind of decided the factor, the win in this in this game. Um, he was actually playing pretty poorly when he when he was in. Uh, Penn State's defense was kind of just too good for him, and Utah just didn't have the weapons. Dalton Kincaid was sat out this game, the tight end. He was a good player for them. They were already missing Brent Keithy, the other good tight end from earlier in the year. So they just really running on fumes as far as offensive pass catchers and just didn't have enough weapons. But Penn State quarterback, Sean Clifford, man, Finished his career with uh, a Rose Bowl win. Uh, you know, good for him. He had an up and down kind of tenure there at Happy Valley. and But he led two really good years. He, he won two New Year's Six Bowls, won a Cotton Bowl, and he won a Rose Bowl in, in his four years kind of as the, the QB. So maybe underappreciated what he was able to accomplish in his time there. And this year, Penn State was one of the least talked about. I understand yeah. why, because they, they lost to Michigan and Ohio State and really didn't have any other great wins until this rose bowl but they that's a really good year two. Yeah. very good year 11 and with, two, with 10 of the 11 wins i think by double digits so that was a really yeah. nice bounce back for for james franklin and gives them some you know if drew aller can can be legit next year gives them some hope next year yeah kind of validates a little bit their contract extension that they gave them 
Yep. Um, the other game, Music City Bowl, I'll touch on just because it was such an ugly oh, game. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I, I like <laughs> it because it's so ugly. Uh, Iowa beat Kentucky 21 nothing, and Iowa won again while only scoring one offensive touchdown in the game. I don't I mean, just incredible. But uh, they finished 8-5, and five, you know, so like a solid year in Iowa City. Um, but I am so interested to see what happens with them at offensive coordinator. Is, yeah. is Kirk finally going to – how can you not make a change from Brian? Like he was – he's uh, been so they bad. won eight games, Ryan. <laughs> That's how. And all they had to do was beat Nebraska and they won the West, but they didn't. So, uh, right? Is that how it worked out in the end? Or maybe – I don't know. Do they need uh, Purdue to lose? I can't, I can't remember, remember anymore. But I, I know, think I that might have been it. I think if they no, won that, that game, it. I think yeah, that was yeah, it, right? But either way, it didn't but, matter. They so they, they it yeah. doesn't matter. That that offense is yeah. Yeah, how can you go. not? Like I don't do you just fire him completely? Do you demote him? Like you can't be I don't know, serious about what you're doing and keep him on as the offensive coordinator. So that's that's very interesting to me. And then as far as Kentucky they're actually uncertain now at offensive coordinator too. It was reported a while back ago, Liam Cohen uh, was going to come back and take over. He's the, he's kind of a Rams offensive coordinator right now and was at Kentucky before the year before that. But now he's saying he's not sure like if he's actually going to go. So it's, they're kind of in limbo too. And they obviously, they need some help there to get, that would help. Nice to have him back. He had a good one year yep. stint when he was there. So Interesting. Man, Music City Bowl goes under the the one of the lowest totals ever, thirty one, and it goes under by ten points. That's a pretty good amount. Um, Sugar Bowl also got to bring up Kansas State got out to a ten nothing <laughs> lead. Uh, Juice yeah. Vaughn was off to a hot start. I think he had over hundred yards in the first quarter alone, and then Alabama scored thirty five unanswered. They ended up winning forty five to twenty. Just a great final game for Bryce Young. Five touchdown passes over 15 yards per pass attempt. And <laughs> now he's off to the NFL. And it'll be interesting to see who's the who's the number one overall pick. I'm I'm not a, a draft guru, but I gotta think he and uh CJ Stroud are two of the favorites. Yeah. All right, let's uh let's get to some transfer news. What uh what did you see over the last week, Ryan? Uh yeah, sorry. Um transfer news. Sam Hartman officially to Notre Dame, the Wake Forest quarterback. That's a that's a big one, of course. Yeah. Um, the Virginia's corner, uh, Fentrell Fentrell Cypress. We talked about him going to the the portal, but we didn't know where he was going. He's going to FSU now. A monster get for and Florida, Florida State. Florida State yeah. is cleaning up in the portal, and they've got they a are. ton of they got and Jordan Travis, of course, already announcing he's coming back. Man, yeah, they're gonna be maybe pre- preseason be favorites in the ACC next year. I mean. We're neck and neck with Clemson. Yeah. They're going to be yeah. right there. So, yeah, that that was huge. Uh, we got Tanner Mordecai going to Wisconsin, SMU quarterback, previously of Oklahoma. That's a good get for Wisconsin. They uh, That should be an upgrade, I would think, over Graham Mertz. How can yeah, I not Phil be? Longo and Tanner Mordecai is a, is a lot yeah, better than they had last be, year. They're be solid. Uh, last one I'll say is just uh, South Carolina defensive lineman Jordan Birch. Uh, he entered the transfer portal. He's going to be one of the most sought after. He had 60 tackles, seven and a half tackles for loss, three and a half sacks, former five-star. He's got a couple years left. He's a, I would imagine pretty much everybody's going to want him. That's rough for South Carolina. Portal. I know. Yeah. I, I don't get it. Why Why would, you know, things are going well there, I thought. Like, why? We never, we never know losses. what's going on. Yeah, you know, it's true. But um, 
Ryan, you pretty much you summed up a lot. I guess the one other one that I would point out is Grayson McCall pulled out of the the transfer portal. Yeah. So I assume he, that means he's staying at Coastal. Yeah. We still don't know for sure, but that's a that's a big big one. Yeah, that is that is surprising. I wonder what the I wonder if, if Coastal was able to pony up a nice NIL deal for him, or if I'm not sure. I mean, I know he loves Coastal. He pisses teal and uh, right. Um, how about uh, Texas A&M hiring Bobby Petrino to to Dude, be their offensive their play staff? Call? I mean, poor UNLV. UNLV had him for like a week. DJ Durkin, Jimbo Fisher, and Jimbo. Uh, Bobby Petrino. Quite a group there. <laughs> it's like A&M just selling out to win, man. <laughs> but the, the as far as just on the field play calling, I feel like Petrino is is going to be an upgrade. He's yeah. he's, he's very How can good. it not be? How he's can good it offensive coordinator. He's very good. Yeah. Although they've lost a ton to the portal too. Yeah, twenty seven dudes. I guess we should also bring up the all the news surrounding Jim Harbaugh. So first off. Bruce Feldman reported that sources close to Harbaugh say he'd take an NFL job if offered. So that was a big story. Harbaugh has since come out with a statement that said, I'm paraphrasing Nothing here, but really. no matter what the future holds, or he said something like, no one knows what the future holds, but I expect <laughs> yeah. to be enthusiastically coaching yeah. Michigan next year. Um, which, well, and, and then since then, it's been reported that Michigan has received a notice of allegations from the NCAA, which includes level two violations related to in-person contact with recruits during the pandemic and i think maybe a an analyst doing on-field coaching and then a level one violation against jim harbaugh for lying uh to the ncaa um i think and that apparently according to the athletic could lead to a a suspension for him um, for at least part of next year so what are your thoughts on that what do you think about jim harbaugh if you had to guess right now is he going to the nfl or is he staying at michigan wow that's a tough call. Um, I could see him I in say, the NFL. Oh, I could totally see him in the NFL. Yeah. But right now, I'm gonna I'm gonna say he stays. But just you know, he's gonna even though he says he's not. After last year with the Vikings, he said he was gonna be a Michigan man and stay there. You know, but these guys, he's just he's just so uber competitive. That Super Bowl, you know, he just wants it bad. But yeah, I think he's at I'm Michigan sure. next year. Okay, I'll go NFL. Uh, I'm I'll guess Michigan as well just I guess just why why even come out with a statement at I I do feel like even though the statement wasn't as committal as yeah. I think people would like the the fact that he came out with a statement to me makes it yeah. seem like a little bit less likely that he is going And to- he said he said I'm aware of the rumors of the college and NFL jo-. like he he yeah. addressed it. I don't know. Yeah, I I I would predict he's staying but we will see. We'll see what happens there. Definitely, that statement doesn't end any any speculation. No, like, no it doesn't. doesn't. This does not accomplish so, that. He's not at silly. All. Uh, anyway, all right, th- that'll do it for this episode of the College Football Bros. Enjoy the national title. Hopefully, we've got a classic that lives up to those semifinal games, and we will talk to you next week. You've been listening to the College Football Bros. If you have any questions for the next podcast, email them to collegefootballbros at gmail.com. To keep up with the brothers on social media, like them on Facebook at College Football Bros, follow them on Instagram at College Football Bros, and for their commentary on Saturdays, follow them on Twitter at CFB Bros. Thanks for listening.